We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're right back to it. Ken and Curtis. W-E-E-I. W-E-E-I. All right, hour two, Ken and Curtis, Andy Hart in for Ken Laird. Uh, I think Ken will be back next week, but don't uh, put any money on that. Should I keep my uh, time slot open for next Saturday? You, you absolutely should. And uh, a texter a while ago said that we need to, uh, this was at Curtis for the new year. Can we please at least call this the Curtis and Ken show? For as little as Ken shows up, you deserve top billing. Thank you. He's the Robert Williams of the Saturday show. Great point. Wow, though. I mean, that's sort of praise because Rob Williams is really important and good when he is there. Well, Ken's job is the schedule, so he could also be called the Time Lord. So you That know, is true. It works both ways. Uh, let's get back to the calls. What because, if I had said no? Um, I guess then it would have been... Kyrie? You know, yeah. What if he said no? Oof, then it would have been James, my, my uh, five-month-old. <laughs> we would have had a real conversation about why he won't sleep at night. Let's go to Frank in Marshfield. Good morning, Frank. Good morning, gentlemen. Happy New Year. Um, you too. Speak, speaking of Belichick and Brady, right? I think a lot of us can agree that Brady, surrounded by the right people at age 40-plus, could can still do it, right? And I, I feel the same way about Bill. At age 70-plus, he can still do it on the field and coaching-wise. He just needs to surround himself with the right people in a coordinator, in a general manager position. And so I think it's time for Robert to have that conversation with him and, and say, hey, you need to surround yourself with the right people. But why do, why do you think he didn't? Well, his I mean, his ego's just out of control, I guess. He's a, he's a, he wants to surround himself with yes-men, but it's not working right now. So someone needs to have the uncomfortable conversation with him and, and – and try and, and ego ego check them, you know what I mean? Yeah. Is it just ego or is it uh, sort of normal old age defensiveness? Yeah. Like, I, I honestly deal with this with my mother. She's in her, what, I don't know, 75, 76. And, like, I swear she doesn't see her own actions or failings or inabilities or capabilities legitimately. You have that conversation and you're like, wow. And it's not hubris. It's it's just right. Certain stubborn things. or and I'm sure I'll be that way. Oh, like, I'm, I'm I've been putting my garbage out for eighty years, and I'll put it out tomorrow. Yeah. It kills me. Like I'm thirty eight, but I have the stubbornness of an eighty year old. Do you think you could, whether it's stubbornness, ego, or age, tell Bill, Bill, you're not as good as you used to be. I'm going to need you to do less. I'm going to put Matt Grow in full charge. It's no longer a collaboration. Matt Grow is running the front office. Bill wouldn't accept that. Like, is there any bone in your body that thinks Bill would accept that? No, I think if you asked Bill in a quiet moment over, you know, a glass of wine in, in uh, Nantucket, <clears throat> he would say he's the reason there are six Super Bowls. He's the reason there's a Patriot place. He's the reason why the Patriots are the third most valuable franchise in North American pro sports. Yes. So he feels that they owe him. So he's not going to listen to them. And I think if you asked Robert, he would tell you, that he's hired the right people which created the dynasty and that it's his. And if you ask Tom, he'd say it was him. So 
you, you do it this way, so it's very difficult to convey an urgent need to change to someone who believes that they are the reason for all the success. But tough decisions sometimes need to be made. Absolutely. And I think Frank is pretty right, The uh, our last caller, and I think the what has to happen, because the greatest thing about the red zone is not just that you get commercial-free great football or mediocre football this year, but commercial-free. Yes. Is that you see every other team bungle the clock. You see things that we have taken so for granted here for so long to just, like, Bill Belichick remains top five, at least, in the NFL at just situational football coaching. So I don't think you should remove Bill Belichick from that. I think Bill should have the same workload he had at the start of the dynasty, which is to oversee Romeo, oversee Charlie, oversee, you know, the special teams in in, in Pioli and everything. He should not be in a position where he has exponentially more things as he ages. Right. As his son said in March or April or May, he wears all the hats, and I think he always will. Yeah, it's true. And I, but I don't see how that's a successful formula as the person ages. Right, and it's even more difficult and tenuous if Robert tells him to do this, and it's not something that Bill wants to do, but he sort of acquiesces. And then you sort of have your middling again where Bill's going to tell Robert that he's doing all these things. But in reality, he's not going to change many things about what he does. Well, it, he can't. Like I, I you somehow so, you are who you are, right? And I don't know that he's even even if he could uh, sort of consciously say, "I'm going to do less." Could he do less? Right? Or would he always be thinking, nitpicking, looking over the shoulder of whoever? Is he capable of doing less? Probably oh, good not. call. So the guy they bring in as the OC, if it's Bill O'Brien or someone else, and he sees that they're teaching a technique that Bill doesn't like, do you think he's going to stand idly by or right. he'll go He's just going to spin his whistle and watch and be like, this is stupid, this won't work, <laughs> but, you know, I'm doing less, so we'll see. I, no, there's no chance. It can't. Well, wow. so in that case, it actually makes more sense to say either keep doing you or leave. I mean, I think we've reached, we're, we're close to the leave part. Holy cow. I really think we are. And, and I don't, it's hard to say because we're all just so blinded by what I held up earlier. The six fingers, the six rings. It's a great podcast, but it's also the history of the franchise. Right. But it all ends, right? Like Jordan leaves, Gretzky leave. Everything comes to an end. Right. And I'm not saying 2022 will today. Oh, hey, now maybe it's the perfect time. Yeah. Bill, if don't you know what? We're not if you've ever read his bio, the Browns thing says something to the effect of he did not accompany the franchise to Baltimore oh, was God. instead of saying he was fired. It, by the way, that's the guy, people, that you tell me doesn't care what the media says. Oh, he cares. OK, he knows everything. There's a reason he gets that big stack of clips every morning on the treadmill with a highlighter and knows exactly what every person writes and right. says. Is it going to end on a, on a cocktail napkin, though? That's the question. Will it be oh, I resign as HC of the NEP? I hope not. Actually, he's not the, what is he? Is he just the HC? I don't know. The GM a, slash do it all slash all hats of the NEP? Whatever it is, it's emeritus at the end. Let's go to Matt in Maine. Hey, Matt. Hey, morning, guys. How's it going? Excellent. Hey, so rolling back to Andy's point of this was an intentional putting Patricia in that job for one year. You guys had mentioned it. How is this good for the team? So not only are you stunting Max development, and and I honestly I don't know how people can actually grade Mac having two different offensive coordinators and two different offensive systems in two years. I mean, it, you're also alienating their top productive receiver from last year, Kendrick Bourne, who sure as hell isn't going to re-sign here with Matt Patricia still in, in the building. 
Yeah, because I think even though he knew it wouldn't be perfect and ideal, I don't believe he thought it would be this much of a train wreck. We've all been that. When you know something isn't going to go well, but it goes significantly worse than you even expected it to go. Right. That happens. We've all been there. And I think that's what he I think he believed the idea. A good coach is a good coach. When he uttered that line, like it'll be good enough. But it's, just, it, it's reflective of how he feels about Brady and the offense, that it's not that hard, that it's 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 something that is easily understood. And what of all I've said this, but I'll say it again. Of all the things that he planned for this season, he did not foresee that his quarterback would step out of line. He did not foresee that so quickly into the offseason that Mac would be so open about changes that Bill didn't even want to admit were occurring. So you really had that, of all the things that the Brady-Bill dynamic, the biggest thing was that for a very long time they worked steadfastly together on the same path towards greatness. But there's a generational difference. I mean, that could be the argument there that Mac Jones has grown up in the you know, seven-on-seven AAU quarterback camp culture. And he's won everywhere pretty handily. At his high school, they were the best team, I think, in Florida. Obviously, at Alabama, he won a national championship, didn't lose a game his senior year. They get here his first year. He starts. They go 10-7. and They make the playoffs. He does the gritty in the Pro Bowl. He's kind of thinking he arrives the offseason. I made a big deal of it. Everybody thought I was crazy, but he trademarked Mac 10 Thought it was a little soon, a little weird. I thought he was a little too... But they uh, all do it. I understand. Sony Michelle did it. It really rubbed me the wrong way. Sony Michelle did? Oh, they, yeah. Is they it Sony already do. trademarked? No, I think it was like SM, what they I, all do. It was Some, PS3. No, I don't think that'd be allowed. But they all do, and that's my point. That I, I Old school me, old school you, old school Bill may right. look at... Why don't you win some games before you trademark your logo kind of thing? Right. That's, that's not how they – this is a different world. And I wonder if that – Tom Brady was perfect. He was the, you know, crying because he six guys went ahead of him and that whole thing, and I'm going to be the best pick you ever made. And, like, he was in Bill's world of, of older school, competitive, nose to the grindstone. And it's like a successful marriage. They knew each other before they were great. They fell in love before they won that's anything. That's probably true. And that is a huge difference in terms of the success they found together. It wasn't that one arrived with two rings. It wasn't like when Bill, um, oh, I guess Parcells and Belichick both arrived together without winning anything. But either way, the dynamic of Bill and Tom wasn't that Bill arrived as this brilliant top head coach. He was 5-13 and 13 right. in his second stop, and he needed to win, and he stuck with Tom. Tom gave him life, wins the Super Bowl. They win it together, and then that relationship, you know, I remember I think it was 2005 or six. The Patriots got blown out by uh, the Marty Schottenheimer Chiefs, I think. And after the game, Schottenheimer was talking some crap about Chargers at that point. Chargers. He was talking trash about, yeah, Chargers. And he was saying that the Patriots, whatever, and Tom said, I listen to Bill Belichick. Right. I don't listen to what that guy has to say. You worry about your team. And that was the way it was for a very long period of time because they were very lucky to find each other who are two of the most driven people that ever existed in sports. To be working together. Yes, and then you have modern Mac, who comes from a different world, and who probably, I've heard whispers of this, I don't know how much this is true, but has, you know, people around him. Has a marketing guy, has an agent, has a Sophie, has a dad, has a... I had one interaction with Mac that wasn't great at the Saving by Shaving event, but I've been asked not to talk about it too much, but he has, he's a lot. He's got a lot. I just am... Oh, so you don't like Mac. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I hope that the Patriots are successful because it's good for this station and, yes. the, and this program, but I, I think that Mac Jones is not it. 
Well, he's always, I, I've always put it, and I, I will not tell him this on Monday from 2 to 6 when I interview him down at Gillette with Fitzy. Uh, he's always rubbed me the wrong way. Like, yeah. I just, whatever he is and whatever he sells verbally, emotionally, sliding and trying to steal a penalty by throwing his hands in the air like he got hit in the chin. Right. I just don't like his game. Yeah, nothing's his fault. Uh, let's grab Steve in Manhattan before we find out what's going on with Nick LaPan. Good morning, Steve. All right. Good morning, guys. Out in Cleveland, they had Belichick before he was a genius. Then Brady, you had Belichick as the genius. Now this is after Belichick being a genius. Now, I mean, we got it down here. I can't listen to talk sports radio down in New York. Nobody listen to you guys. Get you guys on the internet. Sometimes at night, I get the clear signal off. But the thing is, Joe Benigno's uh, the worst. I hate that guy. Well, Joe Joe Benigno just yesterday on the on the on the air said that Daniel Jones should be the MVP. Now, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I you, like him. But anyway, carry on. No, I know you kid. But the thing is. All the Jeta groupies came out out of nowhere and started going after him, attacking him for that. And uh, listen, let's face the facts. The Jet fans are beating their chest now. The Giant fans are beating their chest. The possibility both teams might make the playoffs. And uh, listen, you add more playoff teams to a, to a season, of course you got a better chance of, of making it. And it's just going to disguise really how, how bad you really are. Listen, Zach Wilson, they were piling on this guy, going crazy on this guy. You know, I, you know what I said? Zach should look around that locker room. Uh, most of those guys in two or three years won't even be in the NFL. And on the, on the Giants' side, now let's face it, if they win today, I mean, if they win, if they beat the Colts, they're, gonna, they're, they're definitely in the playoffs, and that's something that they do want to do. But they got, hey, Steve, now, I love you, buddy. A happy New Year. we got to run. I, I great don't... voice, great accent. I, no idea why I care about the Giants and the Jets. Yeah, I, mean, I do agree with his points. When when you expand the playoffs, a lower level team makes it in. A worse football team, of makes course, hundred percent agree with. It. That's why the Patriots at seven and eight, who we all think stink, are vying for a playoff spot. My favorite thing about the end of this Patriots season is for months, Ken and others have been mocking the Bucks that they were a sub five hundred playoff contender. Now all of a sudden, yeah, the Patriots they should get in seven and eight, looking good. Let's do it. It's like yeah. Okay, but that's the world we live in today. Both so. conferences could have multiple sub-500 playoff teams. Because you have the divisions with Tennessee, right. Jacksonville, Tampa, Carolina, right. and then you have these seven and eight teams like, whoo, we might. I've always said there's playoff teams, and then there's teams that make the playoffs. You know those teams like you're, you're not really that good. Right. You made it. You get to play an extra game, an extra series, whatever it is. You stink. The real playoff teams reside where? Buffalo, Cincinnati, Kansas City. They have actual aspirations. You're just wasting time. For playoffs? Your, playoffs. For, for your um, great analogy there, the teams that make the playoffs, can we use the varsity jacket wearing Texans to be yeah, that team? sure. I think that's the perfect Sure, you think you're something, you're nothing. And J.J. Watt, maybe we'll get to this later too, J.J. Watt is the most overrated athlete of the last 20 years. We might have to fight about that one. I mean, win a damn thing before you start talking what, about it. What, is he a quarterback? Uh, now all of a sudden, DN slash D tackles well, are the ones that did, win games? Did Lawrence Taylor win? What did Aaron Donald win? Did Reggie what White did Aaron win? Donald win before, he, b- before he got who? Uh, he Matthew couldn't Stafford? win with crappy quarterbacks. He needed a real quarterback to win. Now we're blaming defensive did, linemen well, I'm for not sorry. winning? Before all of this craziness, was Deshaun Watson a good quarterback? Wait, what? Wasn't Deshaun Watson on the Texans with J.J. Uh, Watt? Wasn't he hurt? Yeah, for like one years? year. There okay, well, one, one year. year. One year's pretty now good. Now you got to win the one year? Yeah, Brock <laughs> Osweiler and Matt Shaw. Now, so, uh, I'm sorry. I don't sorry. know if you know anything about this, Andy. None of, none of the, nothing's guaranteed in life. This I'm sorry. Be we're not, show. We're, we're not, can it be? <laughs> <laughs> Is that a promise? <laughs> you never know. Uh, we'll get to all this. We're late. Let's go, Nick. What's going on? Selling a little 
or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're right back to it. Ken and Curtis on WEEI. All right, Ken and Curtis here. Uh, no Ken, the great Andy Hart is in on, a, I think, 72 straight days now. Through Feels like it. Uh, an absolute workhorse, but uh, I love the uh, the old school Pats talk during the break. We were just discussing this, and it's, you know, I've, you know we've, I haven't coined it. We've all said brain drain and some different euphemism about the Patriots' lack of success on offense and defense at times, but mainly offense. And we were just reminiscing about the uh, the great divisional round playoff game. You're looking at a decade between Super Bowls. You're down two scores, two touchdowns twice to the Ravens at home. And in the second half of that game, you have the implementation of the eligible, ineligible offense, which totally catches the Ravens off guard, which Brian Dayball, Josh McDaniels, Dante Skarnecchia, Ivan Fears, Bill Belichick come up with with a specific plan in place to utilize it post-halftime in a game you have to win. That's the level of coaching this organization had for a very long period of time that no longer exists. Well, you know what I'd liken it to? Like I said to you off air, in that situation, maybe they have an extra bye week and they're like, okay, let's plan some worst-case scenario ideas. Let's just spitball. you got an idea that we can do offensively, throw it out there. Dable, McDaniel, Skarnecki, I bet they all had good ideas. Whatever they were, totally. I bet you they'd work. Now I envision a similar scenario. Have you seen that Hulu commercial where they're trying to figure out what to call their new service? And it's terrible. And then finally one guy goes, Hulu plus, 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 plus. And the guy goes, that's terrible, but we'll use it. (laughs) That's what I envision now. He's like, Patricia, what is your idea? 
Well, I think we would throw a quadruple screen pass. Bill goes, that's terrible, but I guess we'll use it. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, it's it's so true. And it's just, that's the sort of, we always talk about teams constantly chasing their own tail for a quarterback. And unless you find one, you're going to be where you are right now. A great one. A great one. A top five to eight or right. whatever. Of which at any point in time, there may be three to five people on the planet that are that guy. So incredibly difficult. But unless you have that, all this other stuff is moot. The league has shifted from 2001 when you can assault receivers over the middle of the field. There's violence. You can hit the quarterback. There truly are three phases to the game. With Vinatieri, uh, Bill often said, was the best player on the 01 Patriots. That's not the case anymore. You, you just can't do that. And it doesn't feel to me that they've evolved. But they've won enough. Because Bill is that good of an in-game coach, and they've had a pretty good uptick in their draft, so they're not awful. Yeah, I have a simple theory that you either need a top-five quarterback, a top-five roster, or both. If you have one of those, you're probably a playoff team, what I said earlier, like a legitimate playoff team. If you have both, like Brady's Bucks, I think they had a top-five roster and a top-five quarterback that year, and what'd they do? They won the Super Bowl. And like for my example, I don't know that Kirk Cousins a top-five quarterback. I don't think he is, but I think they have a pretty close to a top five roster but I also think the counter is true the I believe the Chargers have a top five quarterback and a top five roster and a boob of a coach and that has prevented what was the them pre-game from being crap he was doing I don't even understand it's a that. common stretch according to the uh, text line when I mocked it a common it's stretch. like cow dog or do- it's it's yoga I mean it's a look at me moment it's, just, it's look at me. Not only do I go for it on fourth down, but I do yoga pregame to get in my most mental and spiritual pelvic position. I, I just find that I, I know I'm odd in many ways, but that would be a fireable offense. Like if I'm sitting down to dinner and I'm talking to someone and they start talking about how, you know, uh, the 5G is created to create cancer in everybody or they have, you know, this Alex Jones conspiracy theory about 9-11. I'm like, okay. I'm just going to check, please. I'm just going to turn this way and try and divert my attention elsewhere. Like if you're doing that in front of the world, just having just so either you're incredibly not self-aware, which I don't think it was the case, or you're that vain and in in need of attention that you're doing that pregame. You're just not the guy. I know it's stupid. Like Robert Sala. Okay. Might be a nice guy. Probably is smart defensive coach. Definitely. The steps pregame. Well, everybody does that. Now. No, but the, the you know when the camera's on, you know when it's off. He's doing this like hardo jog. I even I might be wrong on this. The Mike Vrabel push up thing was a was little weird. Awful. So if I, I didn't like him, I would criticize right, him more. Exactly. If he wasn't successfully <laughs> fit, so I'm not going to talk about it. Let's go to Matt Lunenberg. Hey, Matt, how are you? Hey guys, how's it going? Um, I have a question for you guys, but uh, first, I just I think Andy brought it up. Uh, Matt Patricia totally should have said no when asked to be the offensive coordinator. Uh, I think the guy totally dive-bombed his career. Um, But anyway, my question for you guys, would you rather have the 11-5 and Matt Castle team and miss the playoffs or this team and make the playoffs? I think that's... The 11-5 and Matt Castle team and miss the playoffs. There was everything about that season was good. Except right. you didn't make the playoffs. Like you felt good. I can remember Vince saying, like, "Nobody wants to play us. If we had gotten in, we were people would have been scared." Like the unknown of that season was positive, right? Totally. This one, 
you make the playoffs, I know what's going to happen. No, in, in that 2008 team, people forget because of the quarterback, but they were 18-1 and one yeah. the year before. By all accounts, the best team in NFL history up until the point they weren't. And that season was great. I remember a close win, I guess, the Seahawks late. Seneca Wallace-led Seahawks. Yeah, I mean, it was a uh, it, it was a gift because the second I was at the game, the second Brady got, got hurt, I mean, literally, it was like halftime against the Bengals. It was just, you could hear a pin drop, all this sort of angst in the offseason with the, the Spygate nonsense and everything else. It felt just like, oh, man. And the highlight of that year, though, for me, was the next week where they're 1-0. They beat the Chiefs week one. They go to the Meadowlands, and Sal Powell is in a golf cart on NFL Countdown, and the Jets fans smell blood. They're like, we're going to finally get Bill. And then the Patriots win like 20-10 to 10 and shut up the Jets. That was a – it was a fun year. I, I mean, it was a it was a sort of a stress-free, stress-free watching experience. The year before was the opposite where every game, you know – the Monday night game against the Ravens specifically was right. just about as stressful as they get. But it was a, I thought, a fun season, definitely. And it, you felt, as you said, positive at the conclusion. So the the, the question here, and this has been a, a common question in recent weeks of, do you even want the Patriots to make the playoffs? Like, what's the benefit of making the playoffs? Is there a downside? Could it validate Matt Patricia? Could it validate anything that would maybe alter dramatic offseason changes in the eyes of Belichick or Robert or whoever? And a lot of people are like, we're New England. We want to make the playoffs. You get in. You know, you know, it's always good to make the playoffs. Like, the Harry Hardo people are out there. But I would say, like, what good came from making the playoffs last year? Nothing. I thought, because silly me, I thought that that loss would have shamed them into doing more things in the offseason, and it did the opposite. Yeah, you had an awful offseason and an awful season now following up an awful blowout loss in the playoffs. So what benefit? Because everyone, oh, the young guy's getting a taste of it. Oh, Mac looked like he really benefited from getting a taste of it. Mac is so much worse this year than before he got his ass whooped in Buffalo. So, like, what's the benefit? And I do, as much as I think Matt Patricia was a finite, Bill told him the job starts on March whatever and will end on January whatever. You're done. Like, this is a one-year fill. There are people that hold out the fear that he could be back. Well, I can't envision it, but... Andy, isn't it far more likely, I recognize you don't think it will happen, but isn't it far more likely for it to happen if this team wins the next two and reaches the playoffs? And that's what people are worried about. They want them to lose out, the offense to stink, probably similar to the, the Bengals' first half where you have one first down and, you know, Mac looks terrible, can't move the ball. I think that's what a lot of Patriots fans or a certain portion of Patriots fans yeah. are rooting for. And here's the situation, just speaking for myself. I've seen this team win. I've seen it win great Super Bowls. Brought me un- unbridled joy for many years of my life. This product sucks. I don't care if they make the playoffs or not. Watching this team is a chore. They are undisciplined. They they take timeouts, then take another timeout, then take a timeout when they're throwing a touchdown pass, then they take a timeout before half and then take a knee. They are awful. They look at each other while other people block punts. Hey, right. what are you doing? I don't know. What are you doing? Neither of us is blocking that guy who's coming on fast. And then they race to the sidelines to blame someone else so that it's not viewed as their fault. Or on the field, they blow their hands, they flail their hands at their coaches. Everything about this team is dysfunctional. And I don't care what happens the next two weeks. I really don't. Of course they could win, too. It's the NFL. Anything can happen. The Chiefs lost to the Colts this year. Any team can win any given Sunday, as the great Al Pacino would say. But this team, as it's currently constituted, cannot resemble itself next fall. 
if you want to have fans believe in what you're doing, no matter what happens the rest of the season. And it won't. Have you heard Andy Hart's three-step plan? No, I would. Lo- we got a couple minutes here. Let's hear the three-step plan. Okay, boom. Plan. Very easy. Three steps. Offensive coordinator, which Billy O'Brien. I trust Tom Curran. Tom Curran says it's going to happen. It's going to happen. I think that was the foregone conclusion to the whole Matt Patricia debacle. So step one, you have a real offensive coordinator. Mac Jones feels better already. Everybody else feels better already. Step two, you need a number one receiver. There's two options on the table. I'll let you pick behind door number one or door number two. Door number one is a guy you just saw, T. Higgins. He's a number two in Cincinnati, one year left on his contract. You know he wants to be a number one. You know he wants $100 million. Offer a first-round pick to the Bengals for T. Higgins. Done. You have your number one wide receiver. Now you're going to have to pay him $100 million, too. That's okay. Okay, I'm just making sure. My dad's got money. Okay. <laughs> Luckily, <laughs> um, Bill's football dad, Robert, yeah. has money. Well, so not he that amount of money, but yeah, Robert has plenty. Yeah, he just spent $24 million on a condo or whatever the hell it is. I'm, I'm sure it has a big HOA fee, too. It actually didn't look all that impressive. I saw the, the Globe photos, and I was like, that's all you get for $24 million these I, days? I got to tell you, I love I love going to Florida, seeing my family. After going to the West Coast, Laguna Beach is where it's at. Just buy a pad there. The views are unbelievable. Nice weather, no humidity. $24 million there doesn't get you quite as much as $24 yeah. million in Florida. And step number three, just find a tackle. Get me a tackle. I believe if you have a left tackle... Give me a Pro Bowl caliber left tackle. It got a little harder because you traded your first pick for T. Higgins. So now I don't know how you get in the Pro Bowl left tackle. This is why Bill Belichick makes $20 million a year. Figure it out. There's going to be a disgruntled Trent Brown somewhere. I don't want to interrupt your vibe because you're doing really well. I'm rolling here. Uh, Question. Doesn't this sort of exacerbate the mistake of the uh, Cole Strange pick in the first round last year? Like, couldn't you have used a first round pick to get initially at 20? You trade out with the Chiefs. Who took a cornerback? I don't know if he's good or not this year. I haven't paid attention to right. that. But nonetheless, you used a first-round pick on an effing guard because you traded your guard to the Bucks. Think of all the things you could have used that first pick for to fill clear and present needs on this team. Yes, I agree. But that's water under the bridge. Yeah, sorry, carry the on. milk so has they, been they, spilt. Bill so O'Brien, we got Billy O'Brien, a which tackle. sounds like it's easy to do. Yep. Like, just he finishes at Alabama this afternoon, right? Isn't he done? Isn't, isn't that today? Uh, he's yes, done? it's at noon today, so 3.30. So, like, 3.30, he's out of work. His contract's expired, Bill. He's available. Go get him. Do we see in the Sunday morning news dump that occurs every Sunday at 6 a.m. with Rap Sheet and Schefter a report that says anything about deal being all but done? No, okay. because I think Bill would not slap Matt Patricia in the face like that. Like Good. He deserves our respect. Uh, I don't know about our respect, but Bill has respect for him and their buddies. So I don't think he'll do that. That'll happen once the season ends. And like you, I agree with you on Tom Curran. I think he's as at the top of the list of Patriots supporters. However, Burt Breer, who I also respect, was saying this week that they need to hurry on Bill because he's not going to sit around and wait for the Patriots to come to him. I'm not so sure about that. I think Billy O'Brien wants to be here. He's from here. I think he wants to settle here. I had heard rumblings over the years that he wanted the BC job, that he was like oh, no. ready like, to we put don't like roots good coaches. Down. We hate <laughs> good coaches. So I think Billy O'Brien wants to be here. Like his family still lives in Houston. I right. think he's looking at the next stop as maybe a more settled stop. And the real estate in Houston is awesome for like a third of the price here, but it's still Houston. The question is, does he get any? Sh- somebody uh, te- uh, texted in earlier. Does it take like a wink, wink to get Billy O'Brien? Is it not only offensive coordinator? Is it coach and waiting, as they used to say in college football a lot, when guys would be, you know, Jimbo Fisher was the coach and waiting at right. Arizona. I mean, at uh, Florida State. Is is that? I don't care. Get Billy O'Brien here. Get T Higgins here. Option B, by the way, you jumped at option A. Sorry, I'm so excited about a receiver. Option B was 
Devontae Adams because Devontae Adams without Derek Carr in Las Vegas wants no part of Las Vegas. Josh has a way of alienating quarterback and then star receiver. He did it in Denver. It works so well. He's doing it again in Vegas. Do you go get Devontae Adams, who I think I'd have to run the numbers, might actually be a little bit more financially manageable because they already gave him the bonus on the $140 million contract. So you might not have to actually put out as much coin and you sell him on I mean, where did where did the Adamses enjoy all their success? Massachusetts, right? Come back here. Oh, right. Distant cousin, John, John Quincy, the whole thing. I love it. Down I'm... by me, there's a place in Rhode Island called Adamsville. He can go visit, buy a beautiful property on the water. Right. The whole thing. My only, Randy my Moss, own... have you ever heard? Uh, Sometimes my... a star receiver goes from from the Raiders to the Patriots. It works. Two, two concerns. One, he likely hates Bill Belichick because he hates Josh McDaniels. B, do you really want a guy that's crestfallen at the departure of Derek Carr? Well, I think that's different. That's emotional. That's a little bit like Bill and Matt. Okay. Do you no longer want Bill at all just because he has this weird blind spot for Matt? Or can you say, Devontae Adams has a weird blind spot for his college QB. Just let's remove him from that, and he's still a great receiver. Okay, I won't get lost in the details. So who would you prefer? Because T. Higgins is younger. No, I would take Devontae. I mean, he's a better – he's – more established, better. He's a I top th- three receiver in the NFL right now. I, somebody tweeted out yesterday the percentage of double coverage uh, received from ath- from receivers, and I think he was like second or he was in the top five. And I count on that again. That's also part of my plan. Not only going to make plays, but now suddenly Jacoby Myers, if you keep him, or Kendrick Bourne, or Devontae Parker, and Hunter Henry, they're all being treated like they are complementary weapons with a star on the field named Devontae Adams. I think that makes all of them. better immediately next year. Then you add in Billy O'Brien. They each get 25% better. Every receiver you have is 55% better immediately under Andy Hart's plan. Vote for Hart in 23. I love it. Before we can get to a break here, we have to talk to Tim and Lowell. Hey, Tim. Hey, uh, Happy New Year, guys. Uh, Listen, I have a question for you. It's kind of an old story we've been dealing with here. If Bill Belichick had his way... When Matt Jones was healthy enough, supposedly healthy enough, to come back against Chicago, if he had his way, which quarterback do you think he would have preferred to stay with running this offense? Because I am of the belief that he was forced into going back to Mac by Bob Kraft. And, and I believe for this game today, you know, the way the game is played, Mac is more qualified. But for the Stone Age offense that they run, Zappi actually is probably more qualified to run that style of offense. How do you look in the second half against the Bears? Oh, we uh, we said goodbye to Tim. Yeah, I uh, almost as bad as Mac looked in the first half. But yeah, no, uh, they may both stink. That could be the end of the Zappy Mac debate, as they both aren't NFL quarterbacks. Yeah, I want to get into this next Mac and the the season that was with Bill. Where do we stand with him? And uh, a lot of uh, a lot mean text. A lot of people that are angry this morning. Hey, celebrate! You know, I call you me a, an effing moron. That's not that's not polite at all. Uh, Maybe true, but it's not polite. We are going to be kind and generous from now until one o'clock. Get Boston Sports Original on the go wherever you go. Just download the Odyssey app. We're right back to it. Ken and Curtis on WEEI. Final day, final hours of 2022. Thank you for spending it with uh, Andy Hart and myself and Nick LePan. We are taking you to 1 o'clock. Patriots-Dolphins tomorrow at 1. Winter Classic at Fenway Park on Monday. A reminder that the Greg Hill Show will be back Monday with everybody, Courtney, Wiggy, myself, Shyman, Greg, of course, and Tuka Rask and Sean Thornton will be on the show. 
And uh, from 10 to 2 at our friends at Timeout Market Boston, down by Fenway Park, you will have Ray, Andrew Raycroft, Andy Gresh, and Mike Milbury together for a full show getting you ready for the Winter Classic uh, live there. So big weekend in Boston. Could be, uh, I don't know, you and I were talking about this off the air, Andy. This can't be good for the ice at Fenway Park. It's warm out, going to rain tomorrow. You said that Razor was was saying it was going to be okay no matter what because they have new technology. Yeah, I'm not sure I bought what he was selling, honestly. If it's raining in 50s, I don't understand how that can be productive for no. ice. But a pretty cool year to have it at Fenway because the Bruins are the best team in hockey. By far and away, they are. That'll uh, be the best team that plays at Fenway this year. That hey. is true. I mean, uh, uh, there's a lot of one-liners about the, the Penguins and who owns them, but we're going <laughs> to keep it down the middle here, so... Uh, we've been talking about Mac and where they are and how they got here in the season, the future, all of those things. And it really is, there have been so many points this season where it felt like we were at the breaking point. Whether it was the pick six that wasn't against the Jets where they looked like they were going up 17-3. to That was on the heels of the Monday night debacle against the Bears where that really felt like finality. Like, that was going to be, the, the Zappy's coming in, it's over. I still feel like that was, because I still feel like right now, if you're 8-7 and seven, instead of 7-8, and eight, in a game you got blown out by a team that was eliminated from the playoffs, like, two weeks later, a three-win Bears team that's barely better than the Texans, that's, that's your season right there. Just win that game that you're supposed to win. Because I've been told that's the one thing they can still do, is beat the crappy teams, beat the backup quarterbacks that they're supposed to. Well, that day... They made Justin. That was the day Justin Fields took off and right. became a star in this league. So I still think you're going to be shooting yourself. I mean, uh, kicking yourself in the butt for that loss. Yeah, that was a brutal one. And one other thing that this season and really the last two plus seasons has shown: the dominance at Gillette Stadium obviously will never be replicated. The, the stats of like 101 leading at the half that were out there. I mean, it was just something you had to look at him three times to be like. Yeah. Wait, no. That happened? You know, I think they were, what, 42-1 and one against NFC teams at home at some point? Yes, there was one of those. It There's was, a lot of them. Uh, unbelievable. SID uh, delight to right. put together the press release. Right. Stacey James would send them out each week, and I'd be like, wait, that did not happen. But it did. And now, I famously tweeted uh, famously. At, at the uh, point where the Bengals went up 22 to nothing that the Patriots were on their way to losing their eighth 10-point game. They're losing their eighth game by 10 or more points at Gillette Stadium in their last 20. Ha <laughs> ha, look what happened to you. That didn't age well. It did not. I love when people say that didn't age well. Very topical. That's and how funny. time works. Things change as it moves forward. Right. Uh, I haven't aged well if you pay attention. So, um, in general, what would you. Is it just that they're not that good? The, the Gillette Stadium issues have been everywhere. I mean, you look at the games that they've lost at home this year. With the Ravens game where they just they took the lead. They had the back-to-back scores, end of the first half, start the second half. They take the lead. They go up by a touchdown against Lamar Jackson. And then whenever Lamar needed to, down the field, hardly any resistance. You have the Bears' absolute debacle. You have the first half against the Bengals. It's just, I don't know what it is, but it, it, Gillette Stadium was the biggest home field advantage in all of sports, and now it's basically a non, non, non-factor. non Yeah, I believed it was the most overrated home field advantage in all of sports. They were a great team. And all, all teams play better at home, so the greatest team is going to play better at home. I've never thought there was much of a home field advantage in terms of fans and anything like that. Like I did find it kind of... Uh, unless I mean, you believe in the... Uh, 
hijinks of the era, the Vito Stellino Dolphin, I mean, uh, Jaguar. Oh, That's Vito. what happens goes down there. The, the head, headsets go out. Ah! No, and it's so amazing. Like, where are those people now? Like, the Patriots aren't that good anymore, not because they're not cheating, but because the quarterback's gone. You dolt. Right. Like, you think they would keep cheating. You'd right. think you'd find a way to win a four-point game by oh, cheating. Great way to land on that. Where is it? We everybody? were listening to the Patriots radio broadcast for the majority of the first half. I hope Vito's still kicking. I'd love to call him and ask I think he is. I mean, he'll all probably outlive me, but where are the uh, Greg Doyles and the, you know, the Seth Wicker, well, not Seth, but Dan, Don, Don Van Nata and all these people that were saying that the Gatorade was warm and the, the stadium right. was all the, like, no, they were just really, really good. And that's why they won at home. They were Because it was Tom Brady throwing to Randy Moss and Wes Welker and Rob Gronkowski and Julian Edelman. And yes, naturally in all of sports at all levels, you're better at home. So they are better at home than on the road. But did you ever think, I mean, the players used to openly mock the crowd. I remember when Seymour got all pissy because a Victoria's Secret model that did some timeout promotional thing got a louder cheer than he had heard all day. And he was like pissy postgame about it. The crowd was never great at Gillette. Kansas City or anything? No. no. Seattle? Minnesota? Any of these domes? Like, what does Gillette bring? Uh, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. Exactly. And that brought victories. And Greg Hill. At a very high rate. He could could say some really mean things from the stands. But no, in general, I would say that in a very weird way, their poor play in the last two plus years has validated everything they did before insofar as... For all the idiots that were saying it was because of, you know, non-inflated footballs or spying or the, you know, the, the Zolak and Tomlin's ear, which can be distracting. I don't recommend it. But yeah. none, none, yeah. of, none of those things had really anything to do with it. It was just that they weren't very good. Wait, isn't there a good. chance? They say people change as they get closer to the end of life. Right. Bill's getting older. Maybe he had like a come to Jesus moment. And he's like, you know what? Hey, everybody, just an FYI, we're not cheating anymore. We're not doing anything we did for 20 years. Couldn't that be the answer? Yeah, I would say no, because <laughs> for the same reason why he's not going to really be public about his firing of Patricia and fault, take blame is because you can't rewire a guy's head at that age. They are who they are. And Bill won a lot because he had a great team and a great quarterback, and now they don't, and so they don't win as much. But the at-home situation has been noteworthy to me, that it clearly – has gone and uh before we get to the break at the start of that game early on i i'm sorry i can't remember who did the call i think it was iron eagle on uh sunday or saturday christmas eve with the bengals pats game oh yeah, yeah i think it was and he's talking and he's like well we spoke pregame with joe burrow about the the fear of gillette stadium and the like like the mystique oh yeah because they cut away and showed the the banners right yeah. and i'm like what are you talking about? The Mystique plays for the for the freaking Bucks now. Well, One's retired and makes 69 jokes on Twitter. Like, I, Right, and wh- where was that when the Bears came in right. and blew them out? If only the Mystique had played better that day, they would have beaten the Bears. Unbelievable. Anyway, uh, we got two hours to go. 617-779-7937. Your thoughts on tomorrow's game, the future of Mac, and everything Patriots as we conclude the 2022 year. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.